for different people, mindfulness can mean a lot of different things, but it's about what you do to position yourself to be more present in the places that you are. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Business Life on Coffee podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. Hit that subscribe button and there are plenty episodes to catch up on. This episode is a great power-packed message about mindfulness. We're going to give you tips on how to succeed at work and in life. And why not join us on May 13th? We are having an event on mindfulness with Amanda, and you can register for free on Eventbrite and the link in the show notes. If you're listening, you don't want to miss it because, hey, who needs all that stress at work? This month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Jumpstart is your partner in not only your success at work, but your success at life. So this is one of the ways that we're helping you for free. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. And hey, let's get back to the show. Hey, good day, and welcome to the Business Life of Coffee podcast. This is the Coffee Shop Q&A segment where we speak with experts across the realm of business and life to give you the tips that you need to succeed as a professional. This week, we're talking about everybody's favorite topic, and that is stress. Well, it may not be your favorite topic, but it's very possible that over the course of these past 12 years, or 12 months, rather, you had to deal with stress in a way that you haven't had to before, whether it because of the pandemic or with job or whatever it may be, uh, we've been carrying a lot of stress. And so May is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And Jumpstart, we are doing a mindfulness session with our guest, Amanda Muhammad, who is a stress management consultant at Mako Mindfulness. And she's going to talk about why mindfulness is important, what it's all about, and some tips that she can share with us today. But if you want the real deal, you're going to have to sign up for our session on May 13th. So Amanda, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, so Amanda, your organization is called Mako Mindfulness. And uh, tell us how you came up with that name. Okay, so this is an interesting one um, because, you know, usually when people have like their names for their companies, a lot of times it's like, you know, deeply meaningful. Um, the funny thing is when I started Mako Mindfulness, it was catchy. I like sharks and Mako is the name um, of the fastest shark in the sea, uh, the short fin Mako. And I just liked it. It was the cheetah of the sea. I always liked the name and Mako Mindfulness was super catchy. And originally it was just a blog and it kind of birthed into everything that I'm doing now. Um, but I have for years <laughs> been thinking about like, okay, I have to come up with a better answer for what does Mako Mindfulness mean? So here's two things that have just kind of like presented themselves over the years. One thing I think about is they say if you put a shark in a like a smaller container the shark will only grow to the like size of its environment when you put a shark in the ocean obviously it has limitless potential to grow larger and so i think that's really interesting in how um, oftentimes our environment we are products of our environment and how our environment can shape you know who we are and who we become and the other day I was facilitating a training for some teachers in uh, South Texas. And one of the, one of the people has said something about like the shark and how, when it glides across uh, the water, you know, like, it's just kind of like, like slowly gliding and scary, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a calming. Right. Form. And so I thought that was powerful. So we're still working through it, but um, 
the the quick the quickest story is it's the name of my favorite shark and it's catchy <laughs> <laughs> well as a uh, parent of a two-year-old i'm very familiar with sharks because baby shark is all in our house uh, from toys <laughs> to songs what have you but um i do love the idea of being the fastest shark in the ocean especially from a mindfulness perspective right you think about people that succeed and do well it's those who are able to uh, snap back into a sense of calm and a sense of composure uh, quicker than others, uh, whether that is in negotiations, whether it's in you know work stress. Uh, I, I think speed wins when it comes to your ability to center yourself. Uh, but before I go too far and too fast, could you just give us all a working definition of what mindfulness is? Because we may all think something different. Um, someone may think, oh, isn't that what they do in yoga? Or isn't that meditation? Um, let's get a, a working definition of what mindfulness really is. Sure. So um, mindfulness, the way that I like to define it in, in the most simplest terms I possibly can is simply present awareness. And for different people, mindfulness can mean a lot of different things, but it's about what you do to position yourself to be more present in the places that you are. So just like you said, you know, people think, oh, negotiation and, you know, things like that. How does that have anything to do with being mindfulness? But it's about knowing how to like understand where you are in that moment, who you need to be, what, you know, what makes you feel comforted. You know, all of those things built that present awareness for you to be able to, you know, know and navigate the different situations that you're in. Um, know and navigate what you need in those situations to feel safe, to feel supported, and to continue pushing forward. I love it. And how, cause that, how can that apply directly to our jobs? So when it comes to your jobs, I mean, if you want to jump straight in, I think anyone <laughs> this year, like you said, in the last 12 months, we've all experienced some level of stress. And mindfulness practices have, especially in the past few years, grown to be very popular when it comes to addressing the different stress that you may be experiencing. And, you know, something that happens oftentimes when we get kind of stuck in this cycle of just experiencing stress after stress after stress after stress is you're just trying to stay afloat. And sometimes you don't even recognize and identify, hey, I'm really stressed out. You've just kind of owned it as who you are. This is just the season that I'm in or, you know. And so what happens when you start practicing different mindfulness, present awareness building exercises is you can start to kind of see um, how you are and what you need in those moments. You can identify now. I'm experiencing stress. You can identify, I need to take a break. You can identify this is making me feel anxious or feel scared and also navigate what it is that you need to do to make you feel better or to move your emotional state to something that is more optimal, right? So if you're feeling um, you know, anxious, how can I calm myself down? And by practicing different mindfulness exercises over and over, and as we get into our tips, I'll kind of present some different things for you. But the more that you practice them, the more that your brain is able to find these things as a resource when you're under stress. So when it comes to, you know, working your everyday job, some of these things may sound a little, you know, fluffy or, or, you know, whatever, but after practicing them time after time, when you hit those moments of stress, your brain can actually find them as a resource instead of you reverting back to the things that maybe historically you've done. Like happy hours, super popular, you know? Um, and sometimes happy hour is great and sometimes happy hour can be a coping strategy that needs to be addressed, right? 
So it's just all about building up that toolbox so that you have ideas and strategies um, for coping with stress that you are inevitably going to face, whether that's at li- in your life or at work. Uh, I love I love that, and, and thank you for the the definition of, of mindfulness and how it applies to work. Because uh, I, I think we're gonna set some folks free on this podcast, and definitely in our session together on the thirteenth. Because one of the things I think about, like when I'm stressed, right? I think I go I go to sweets or I go to retail therapy. Um, but what you're telling me is that there's a better way that, that's less expensive and is uh, healthier. Um, so I, I think that uh, mindfulness is something that we can all practice uh, to, to find healthier coping mechanisms to the stress because you know we may not always be able to change our circumstances or our scenarios that are around us. Uh, but we can change the way that we feel and um, our approach to it and the way we accept uh, the world around us. So um, I think that's, I think it's really awesome. Absolutely. You hit so many like major points on the head. So I'm super excited for this conversation. Yeah. Well, so um, I don't know if there's anyone who's like 12 years old and says, Hey, I want to be a mindfulness coach uh, <laughs> and, and help lead people to breakthrough in their lives. Could you tell us your story? How did you get into mindfulness coaching? What were you doing before and uh, what prompted the transition? Yeah, so uh, when I was younger, you know, you think about what does a 12-year-old want to do? I, um, for a long time, I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to to help people. Um, I went through a lot of different phases. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to go into business. Um, But at the end of the day, there was one thing I always said, and it was, I want to help people maximize their potential. So let's take it back to years ago, over 10 years ago uh, in college. um, When I was there, my family was going through a really rough time. And, um, you know, it was me and my mom, everyone was navigating this stressful situation in their own way. Um, For me, it was a lot of drinking, unhealthy coping mechanisms. I was not sleeping naturally. And I remember my brother who was off at another school at the same time. I was at the University of Kansas, if there's any Jayhawks listening. Um, All right, Jayhawks. Yeah. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Rock Jayhawk, yeah. My brother was off at school and he had taken this class and he calls my mom and he's like, hey, you need to stretch for your stress. He had learned about the importance of moving your body when it comes to managing your stress. So my mom had actually gotten into yoga and ended up inviting me out to a yoga class with her. And when I went to that yoga class, that was the first time that I slept organically. This is what happened. So at the end of yoga, you have this final resting pose called Shavasana. And in Shavasana, it's like you're in this state between being awake and being asleep. And I remember coming out of that and I go, mom, somebody was snoring so loud and she just bust out laughing and she goes, Mandy, that's what she calls me. She goes, Mandy, that was you. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is this that I just did? That all I did was breathe a little bit. I paid attention to what I was doing and I moved my body and now I'm asleep and I feel relaxed and rested in a way that I have not in a very long time. And from there, I just kind of got hooked and I started diving into what is yoga? What is meditation? What is you know, mindfulness, and I learned a lot about the power of your mind. You mentioned perspective and, and focusing on what you can control. 
and the power of your words and things like that and read this book, The Secret. And so I had gotten introduced to it that way, but I was actually climbing the corporate ladder to do human resources. So I was studied management, leadership, HR in school. I went and I you know, tried to do the HR route. I got into corporate, I looked around and a lot of the people around me were incredibly stressed. Were there resources for us? Very little, if any. And I ended up leaving that company. This is very long story short. And I went to a recruiting company and it was the same thing. Really fast paced, fun, energetic, um, very stressful and no resources to manage it. And then from there, I went to a school and I was around you know, teachers and kids and it was really fun and it was different, but still very stressful and not a lot of resources to manage it. But what I knew was that when I practiced these different exercises, they worked really well for me. And so I actually began to teach them to other people at the school. And I noticed that they were working well and I taught them to the students and I noticed that they were working well. And so one day I just decided, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna try it. And I took that leap. It has been four years now um, in June that I have been doing this work full time where I now teach different strategies to um, you know, employees on different things they can do throughout the day to manage their stress. Um, just heavily focused on those little moments that we can shift, even if it's just 1% of feeling better. You know, how do we take that moment for ourselves to just, instead of letting the stress stack, release it just a bit at a time. And so that's how I got into this work. And honestly, it's just been a continued evolution of just stuff. I try something and I see if I like it. And if I do, it sticks. If I don't, I let it go. And I've just kind of done that for the last four years. And it has grown into uh, the company that you see now. Yeah. So you've grown into, uh, you, you're in an ocean, you're, you're growing to be one of the, the biggest sharks in, in mindfulness coaching. <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah. I got my own blue ocean. I don't know if you read that book, but yeah. I, I love that book. I love that book. Yeah. Um, so, so, and again, we were talking to Amanda Mohammed. She is uh, a wellness coach and founder of Mako Mindfulness, uh, based in Dallas, Texas. But clearly, I can reach you wherever you are virtually uh, through a sessions. And we're going to have a session together on May 13th. Uh, you can register on Eventbrite or uh, a link on this podcast. But uh, Amanda, I want to know. So you've been in the corporate world. Uh, you've experienced the stress, um, and then over the past four years, as you've been growing your practice, you, you've been in, in this mindfulness community. Um, would you say that there is more awareness and support for mindfulness at work now than there was before, or what are some of the trends that you're seeing about mindfulness at work? Ooh, okay, some of the trends. Well, I would definitely say that now um, there's definitely more awareness of the idea of mindfulness um, and also coupled along with things like emotional intelligence, um, you know, positive psychology, uh, psychological safety in the workplace, all of these things really work very closely together um, to support employees. And so um, there's definitely a lot of initiatives. I think that leadership, is understanding that they have to take care of their employees more. And so they are looking for different resources to help them manage their stress and find tools um, for personal resilience. Um, I think that this is my personal opinion. Maybe, you know, I'm a 31 year old millennial, uh, 
But entrepreneurship is very sexy, right? And I think that, um, I can say that here, <laughs> but I think that, uh, you know, there's, it's, a, it's a very attractive space to have your own company. And I think that you have a lot of uh, leadership uh, kind of looking at, you know, millennials and the kind of the younger generations on how can we kind of be more adaptive to their needs? How do we make sure that we're taking care of them? Because now, you know, folks are empowered to speak up on their own behalf and companies are being held accountable for taking care of their employees. Um, so that's two trends. I, I think if I could say one more, um, I'm also noticing you have resources like mine that really heavily focus on the individual. So I go in, I facilitate trainings and I give the individuals tools to walk away and determine what they're going to do personally to manage their stress. I also think that at the organizational level, um, more focus is being put on that too. Yes, we're stressed, but what is that organizational structure that's causing the burden to be so heavy that we now can no longer meet the needs of, you know, what it is that, that, that is required, right? So our workload is too heavy. The turnaround time is too tight um, that it's just so stressful, right? And so from an organizational level, looking at how they can alleviate some of the pressure that's being put on the employees um, so making sure that the stress is managed individually, but also making sure that the structure is in position to not put so much stress on the employee. Got it, got it, got it. And so, all right, you mentioned that you focus on the individual and I've been enjoying our conversation today. Uh, <laughs> we can't go all day. I know you're busy, I'm busy, our listeners are busy, uh, but I, we promised that we would share some tips that an yeah. individual could use to adopt mindfulness. Now, again, if you want to get into more detail and go beyond this podcast, we're doing an event on May 13th. You can register on Eventbrite or link on the, in this podcast. But Amanda, help us get through before the, before the event. Give us some tips okay. to, to help us be more mindful. Okay, will do. So the first thing that I suggest is taking a preventative approach to managing your stress versus just focusing on intervention. And what I mean by that is, a lot of times it's like, when I'm stressed, I do boom, right? And when I'm talking about when I'm stressed, the stress is already here. And so what you want to do is you want to prepare yourself for those stressful events to take place, right? So it's in all of the effort that you do before the stress builds up, that's going to help it to kind of not, not have such a heavy impact. You know, it's like putting a pillow, if you're like, you know, running into, you know, something, putting a pillow before it so that you have that little bit of cushion before it hits so hard. And so, um, as I'll discuss in our time together, um, I have something called the MAKO Method Framework. And these are five evidence-based practices that you can do throughout the day to manage your stress. So, as you're thinking about things to do preventatively, um, I personally focus on things like breathing and stretching exercises, practicing perspective, gratitude, journaling, and using affirmations and positive thinking. How can I constantly kind of shift my mind and work through the different situations that um, I'm being handed? And um, what can I do to kind of build up that resilience? The more that I do these things, as I'll tell you in tip three, um, the more that I do these things, though, the more likely that I am to be resilient in those times because my brain has actually registered it as a tool and a resource. So first thing, have a preventative approach to managing your stress. Start now. 
um, before the event happens. Make sure that you're actively practicing self-care, whatever that looks like to you. All right, Amanda, this has been awesome. Uh, I feel a little bit lighter. Uh, I hope our listeners have feeling a little bit lighter. And if you love this episode, make sure you give it a five-star review on iTunes and share it on your Twitter and Instagram. And speaking of Instagram and Twitter, how can folks reach you, Amanda? Yeah, the best place to find me is LinkedIn. That's uh, where I'm most active at. Uh, you can find me, it's Amanda Muhammad. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm over there all the time, dropping some gems, just hoping to be a, a little space and a resource for you all. And if you are looking for resources, um, before we jump on for our training on May 13th, you can go to www.themakomethod.com and download a free guide that has 50 different ideas for managing your stress and learn a little bit more about my framework. But hopefully I'll get to interact with you all and meet you on the 13th.